0: Welcome, you've joined The Hedonism Show with Carol and David, broadcasting live from the world's most iconic adult playground, Hedonism 2, on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is The Hedonism Show. Now, here are your
1: hosts, Carol and David. Hi everyone,
2: we're Carol and David. Welcome to the Hedonism Show, broadcasting on location at Hedo 2 on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. We do it on the last Friday of every month.
1: And as you know, Hedo is the world's most iconic adult playground, an all-inclusive paradise where you can turn your fantasies into realities.
2: Yeah, we sure have turned a lot of our fantasies into realities here at Hedo. You know, it's the sexiest place on earth where you can get wicked for a week or be as
1: mild or as wild as you like. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. We're
2: always horny. So, you know, with the upcoming celebrations of Hitos' 40th anniversary in November, we're producing some special episodes that highlight the history of the world's most iconic adult playground. we we've been talking to the long <laughs> we've been talking to the lifelong guests. No,
1: talking to a lifelong guest is the best way to learn about
2: things. Talking to the lifelong guests is the best way to learn about Hitos' history.
1: On today's show, we're going to be going down memory lane with two guests who met here at Hedonism about 30 years ago and continue to meet up year after year. Now, both of them are long-stay guests, and they spend their winters here at Hedonism. They love to share their stories and reminisce about the then and now
2: of Hedo too. Absolutely. I really can't wait to sit down and talk with both of them. But first we need to remind everybody about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry, no matter how wet it gets.
1: From messy massage oils and silicone lubes to other sexy wetness, you just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. Search Amazon for Top Waterproof Blanket and order yours today. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now.
2: It sure does. Alright, so um, you know we're Carol and David. I'm sure you hear I have a little hoarse voice. The other day we were just sitting here in the dining room with Winston doing a great show, talking over the music, and I sort of like lost, lost my voice. voice, I know. It's kind of sexy like Carol's that. Carol's so happy. <laughs> I'm not doing all the talking so um yeah this is the hedonism show we're carol and david and we're so thrilled to be here at Hedo. you know bringing a little bit of jamaican vibe to you and hopefully uh, you'll make it back here soon you know we're staying safe and healthy right here at Hedo, loving every minute in this erotic paradise so like we said earlier we have some really really special guests today and we are so excited to welcome welcome them both to our show
1: Uh, We have two special guests with us today. Um, Wendy's been coming here for nearly 30 years together with her partner, Larry, who didn't want to speak on the show today, but that's okay because Wendy's going to speak for him.
2: I think he's at the bar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's at the bar. (laughs)
1: Right? They've been coming um, together for a number of years, but also um, Wendy has been here with her girlfriends for celebrating her birthday. But in the last five years, Wendy and Larry have become long-term guests staying one month at a time. Wendy and Larry met Charlie in 1994 here at Hito. but Charlie has been coming to this whole area since 1978, and he started coming when it was still the Grill Beach Village. Charlie has so many stories to share with us, and we can't wait to hear them. He is so beloved by all the staff here at Hedo, and he celebrated his 70th birthday with us on site. He did. And Wendy even delicious. brought him champagne yeah, from amazing. home to celebrate with him. Congratulations, Charlie. Thank Welcome you. to the show
3: thank you thank you well yeah it's been a long wild trip hasn't it yes it is okay and uh i, I know we wanted to start off in the early days in 78 um back when it was still in the grill <laughs> beach village and as a side note that people always ask me well where is hedo 1 i mean right. how come there's a hedo 2 where was hedo 1 and the answer is it's right here <laughs> i mean the, the, the two really signif- signifies the second birth of the of the property uh, at least that's what I've been led to believe right, and because there is no one. Wendy? And, Wendy. And
0: I always say, if people say, I'd say, I I, I go to Hito 2, and they say, well, yeah, I was at Hito 1. <laughs> I know I know they're lying. Said, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it was confusing when they made a Hedo 3, which didn't last very long, and so people did get confused about that. Right. I get that. But uh, Negril Beach Village was the precursor, I think, of this whole property. Right. It
3: was a government-owned uh, resort at the time, and um, and it's... Interestingly, the room building, the buildings with the rooms in it are the same. I mean, the interior layout has changed a million times. This main dining room area basically is the same, although it's been redesigned and redecorated a million times. Uh, but the big difference is back in the, quote, old days uh, was just about everybody, even me, uh, was single, young <laughs> and, and partiers. And partiers. Yeah. I mean, the whole place was basically... Uh, a 20ish to early 30s single party scene.
1: And it was a nude beach back then.
3: Well, technically there was a nude beach, but what we know as the nude beach now was a forest and rocks. I mean, you, you would literally be camped out next to a tree I mean the, the beach part was just a little strip right along the water's edge but uh, there was what we know as the nude beach the nude grill the the nude pool I don't even think the jacuzzi was there back in those days cuz that side the rooms were there but there was you couldn't go there not much before 82 I think is when they tore all the trees out and, and paved over the the rocks and, right. and created a, the man-made beach that there is there now
1: Wow
2: that's cool so wendy um let's start a little bit when you first came to hito do you remember your first trip
0: oh absolutely um absolutely larry and i had not been dating too long and i was used to taking vacations and he would take uh two days here and three days here and so i wanted to take a, at least a week or eight days and um he said okay I'll go on a vacation with you, but I want to lay on the beach naked and smoke pot. And I said I heard about this place, so I went to the travel agent and he gave me some brochures. And, and back there in was, the day, there was a real travel agent. There was a agent. real There's travel no agent. No internet. Yes. You had His, to go visit your travel agent. Roger Myers, Roger, if you're listening, and um, Roger gave me a brochure for Grand Lido and a brochure for hedonism. And I took them back and Larry and I looked at them and. Uh, not to offend anybody, but we decided Grand Lido looked like Republicans, so we came here and We stayed down on the, so prude. the brochure
1: sold you on side. It place. did it okay. did
0: and we stayed down on the Prude side, which is where we still stay and we there we were there for three days before we realized there was a nude side and um, the Finally, the security guard came out and said to Larry, hey, buddy, if you want to be naked, you got to get down to the other end of the beach. So right, we met people like us who have been coming for 30 years or so, and we thought, well, that's a little strange, but do you think we'll ever come back? And I remember standing down there our last day and said, do you think we'll ever come back? And here we are almost 30 years later. And the second year we came back, we were met by Cecil the bellman who opened, the, mm-hmm. who opened the car door and I'm going to cry now <laughs> who said welcome home yes. and I wept
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm
1: still weeping.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just
1: a fantastic place.
2: It really is yeah. our home away from home. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: So the timing was a little difference between 78 when you first came, Charlie and 92 when mm-hmm. Wendy first came. So tell us a little bit about the evolution that Wendy hadn't seen prior. Okay. Um, and what you, what you saw change through those that
3: era. Well, well part of it and... Uh, is what I call the marketer's nightmare. I mean, everybody wants repeat business. So that's great. And hedonism has legendary level of repeat business to the point where you can't get rid of some people, <laughs> right. All right? I mean, so all those young single 20-somethings are now not so young, n- not so single, not even once or twice or three times over, old people or right. older people. But the place still has a vibe of the young crowd. Right. So, you know, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, later, but, you know, the evolution to Wendy's era was, you know, a decade or so of people in their 20s becoming in their 30s and some singles becoming married and, and that sort of thing. Uh, the other, one of the big, not one of the big things, but a major thing that changed in between the Negril Beach Village and the uh, hedonism Superclubs days was that it became an all inclusive resort at that point. Because in the Negril Beach Village days, and I still have some of these leftover things, there's a, you had to buy shark's teeth, little plastic interlocking shark's teeth. Uh, you bought them at the front desk, and you know, and the, the main pool actually was a sit-down pool, so you could sit at the bar in the main de- pool de- area and have a drink and watch your necklace of shark's <laughs> teeth disintegrate to a bracelet of shark's teeth <laughs> and then like no shark's teeth. So, <laughs>
1: each one represented one drink?
3: I think it was like a, a beer might have been two, two teeth and okay. a mixed drink was three teeth wow. or something. You know, there was That's some fun. formula.
1: But was it still cheap compared to home or was it good value?
3: Well, when, you, when you're when you young and 20-something and single, you don't care. Right. I mean, you know. You're you, just partying. You know, similar to Wendy, I, I told the agent, I want to lay on the beach all day and party all night. That's all I want to do. And, you know, and I'm going to come here for a week. Cause that's all the vacation I had. And
2: now, when it was all these single people here, was it like a giant sex party
3: orgy where people were just fucking everywhere? No. Not, not in my memory. Now, again, I was here only a week yeah. out of 52 then. Right. So who knows what went on when I wasn't here. Was it but a
1: specific week that you always chose?
3: I always chose around my birthday week in February. So okay. it was always mid to late February.
2: So when did the site transition to this sexually
3: charged erotic vacation? I I, I think, you know, again, it became a gradual thing, but I'm, I'm going to say as the late 80s into the 90s, it started, you know, it was a gradual. It wasn't like overnight. Um, and later, I think in the show, we'll talk about more recent history. But an accelerator was the closing of Hedo three, and the big groups coming here. That was certainly an accelerator, uh, but you know, in the in the meantime, there, you know, there was gradually a little bit more public sex going on. And
2: Wendy, when you started coming in '94. Was it already transitioned to a more lifestyle, open-minded, sexual resort? We, we,
0: we actually came in '92; it was our first time, and uh, we once we made our way down to the hot tub, the big hot tub, which was there. Then you know we would see, you know, uh, exhibition sex, mm-hmm. and you know we, we participated. You know we didn't want to be left out, and um, you would see people out on the the big float out there you know and though it was it was fun and there and then there came a time when they tried to cut cut down on the exhibition of sex you know people would walk around and and if you were doing something untoward you know they would say something they tap you, the shoulder
1: and reminded you yeah to but most of that or something? yeah
0: most of that happened at night okay and you back know. then
2: there was no playrooms like there we were no today. playrooms right okay.
0: yeah no, it b- 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 but basically people were respectful of each other.
1: Well, we know today, Harry, he encourages sex everywhere. So, I mean, mm. we're, we've are we evolved up to this level yeah. where you can just have sex anywhere you want. Harry's not going to tap your shoulder. But it is, res- I guess, more respectful not having it right outside the dining room where there are staff who don't really need to see you. Have you, you ever sex, had sorry. your head
2: tapped mm, outside the times. dining room? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Are, you and me, we both <laughs> We are but, but
1: But, you know, we didn't really
0: come here for the the exhibition of sex we we just came here we're we're nudists so we just really liked being naked Mm -hmm. right and we before we started coming here we would go to um nude beaches like ocracoke island we would fly larry's plane down there and there were 10 miles of national national seashore and we would you know walk out there and be naked and that was mainly the reason we came here the first time Right, right, right. I wish I had Charlie's speaking voice. No. You've got a great
2: voice. Don't (laughs) you worry. So let's go sideways for a little bit and talk about your tennis career. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. So um, in the past while, um, I've been playing tennis with Garfield here. I know you've been playing tennis. So has Larry. But I heard something about you've been playing tennis for 50 years
0: i have and i'm only you know 45
1: exactly that's amazing
2: (laughs) in the womb before the womb that's good
0: (laughs) when we first came here larry didn't really play tennis he didn't know we had just started dating and you know i had to buy him his first pair of tennis shoes so uh, other than chucks you know so we came here and there were actually four or five pros at the time and we became friends with all the, those guys, of course. And we would play tennis twice a day. And, um,
1: and in this heat, did you go early morning? Well, we always did
0: early in the morning yeah. or, or early in the evening. But um, those guys were so great.
2: So for the 30 years you've been coming here, every time you come, you play tennis? Absolutely. Wow. I've missed
0: maybe four times.
2: That's a lot of balls you've played. Yes, it is. <laughs>
1: And Garfield has been here that long well, as well, I no, think. No, no. Right?
0: Garfield's only been here about 15 years, right. okay. I think. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I've had one of our pros was um, Cedric. I don't know if you. We don't remember you Cedric. You don't remember no. Cedric. No, Cedric, Cedric in the summer would travel to the States and he would come to our house for two weeks and teach the kids tennis. Uh, I mean, it's just tennis is a big part of our life here. Ah, obviously, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah we just love it.
1: I mean there's four courts and they're all beautiful and they've all well, been redone. And
0: they were just refurbished. Yeah. And they also put in a pickleball court. Right. Oh. And I might say that if you either of you see me playing pickleball just shoot me because that's <laughs> I've given up. So,
1: you've given up because it's what difficult? No. Oh. It's
0: like if you go to tennis from tennis to pickleball, you just are
1: saying you can't do tennis anymore. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I understand. I don't know either. I don't know pickleball at all
2: so. But don't do it. Okay. <laughs> so the, the lifestyle, swinging, really started in the mid to th- late 80s. I think so, yes. Um, you know, Terry Gould wrote the book The Lifestyle, where he did his investigative report in uh, Seattle, and he went to New Horizons. And I think
1: he published that in 2000, right? 1999 or 2000. Something so like yeah. that.
2: Um, when did the swinging community really get going here at Hedo?
1: You're
0: gonna to have to ask Charlie because first of all, I mean he's he's here in January when I think the, the Swinger swingers yeah. come in. I am we're not swingers. Jokingly I always say if somebody asks me if we're swingers, I say no, we do it the old fashioned way, we sneak around. <laughs> so and um, I'm, I'm not opposed to it but Actually, when people say this is a, a a swinger's place, I disagree with them because no, it's not. You're
2: absolutely also right disagree. because yeah. because Hito and most of the other lifestyle resorts and even the cruises. More than 50% of the people who come here don't play. They don't swing with other people. They have a great erotic experience. They have sex in places Mm -hmm. you can't have sex at home. Um, You know, you were talking before there was a playroom. There was blowjobs and pussy eating and all Mm -hmm. that going on around the pool. Not in the dining room. Right? Mm -hmm.
1: Not in the dining room. You have to eat the food in the (laughs) dining room. You can eat your wife at the pool. (laughs)
2: Um, But, um, yes, it it allowed people to explore their, their, their sexual freedom and their sex life um, in a very open and accepting non-judgmental place.
1: But it's certainly a swinger-friendly resort, and sure. I think that's mm-hmm. the best yeah. way yeah. to describe yeah. it, right? Yeah. And the people here are also swinger-friendly, because even though you're not a swinger, you know that that's going on either down the street or down the road a little bit or, or right beside you, and yeah. you'll still be okay
0: with it. And the people are very respectful. They'll, they'll say, are you swingers? And we say, no, no, but thank you. And But, you know, everybody in no no means no. Yeah, so right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah.
2: So, Charlie, over the years that you were here, you still started as a single and we're talking about you being a fly on the wall now if we were to do like a time-lapse photography what would you have seen over the years as the people in Hito changed to now this very um, open-minded sexual resort where people can be as wild or as mild as they like well a, a
3: couple there's like two threads that go on there you know one is the the original you know the, the Hedo two gang that met here back in the 80s and so forth and start and and that's you know the, the earliest groups that formed here formed in the early 80s. The Bubbly Bears, the Butt Cracks, Captain Bob's, and there's a the, the Urchins. I mean, there's a gazillion. The Turtles. There's a bunch of old names, most of which aren't around. Bubbly Bears are still around. Butt Cracks are still around, but you know, and they're celebrating like 40th anniversaries and all that jazz. Makes sense. But right. so, so those people were all single people that were in the in the water actually because the pools weren't the big pool right. wasn't there and so they, they met in the water and started chit-chatting and then a, more, a few more chit-chat let's get together next year this became next year it became a club and blah 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 so the earliest groups kind of formed then and that's when people started to like get real relationships among people.
1: And that was even before uh, not only internet, but th- like so you met each other. You made plans to come back the same time the next year because you couldn't like, or you'd mail a letter to each other, but you didn't, <laughs> yes. right? Oh, hang on, so hang on.
2: <laughs> phones existed. Okay, okay. but you yeah, do not get a call But the well,
1: they didn't exist here. That's
2: <laughs> right, right,
0: right. That's right. They had three phones in the lobby mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep, yep. So you all kind
1: of just agreed to come back that same week in February. And that's yep. kind of how the group started forming, yep. right? Yep. Everyone who came back that second week of February came part of the group.
3: Well, and that is, and there's an interesting interesting thing because that's a difference I think in the groups that were at Hedo 3 which were actually groups sort of organized by I think the tour operators right. who travel outside, agents. Of, the, outside yeah. of the resort so got people to I join mean,
1: and uh, then traveled with them
3: for example the yes. Tom's trips Tom's right. tours Tom's trips I mean they organized a lot of the swinger swapper clubs and then and that's, that's, that's how right so okay. that started you know is it just a different pathway uh-huh. of getting to where we are now uh-huh. So, and, and all those groups all, all coexist here, you know, but I think the, the swinger swapper intensity certainly lit up with the Hito 3 contingent because those were organized swinger swapper clubs right. to begin with right. before they even got here. So, so people knew what they were getting before they got here. Exactly. And this was who they were.
1: I have one question for Wendy. When you got your pamphlet from this travel agent uh, and then you arrived at the resort, did it match what you expected? Was it better, worse? Like, tell me a little bit about that experience.
0: We got in at night. We got in at night because it was a long day of travel, and we we just did our thing when we got here. We, you know, the um, the jacuzzi on the main pool deck. Uh, we got took our clothes off and got naked because <laughs> you know that's what you we, do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we didn't know there was maybe you couldn't do that at that point, but of course now. You know that situation has changed but no we were perfectly we just fit right in and we had
2: a great time what was very interesting I heard is that back in the old days the nude side and the prude side on the prude side you weren't allowed to be naked because now it's clothing optional you could be naked no. anywhere that's right. true that's yeah. the, wow.
0: like the security guard said to Larry buddy if you want to be naked you got to get down to the other end of the beach so they really differentiated. yes, the two. Okay. yes. Yeah, I get it.
2: when did that change Charlie
3: uh, well, major change was when Harry took over. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. We're going to talk
3: about the transition of yeah. Harry. Yeah. It was fraying over on. time, but, you know, it, it, it went away for sure. Can I give you my first trip here? <laughs> oh, my yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> no, so this is back in 78, and uh, and and all uh, you make all the rookie mistakes. I mean, I got the brochure like when the, you know, had it, except mine still had the girl Beach Village on it, but, uh, and I had a good friend living in, in New York City, and I live... A two-hour bus ride from New York so I met up with Tom the night before my departure I was flying out of JFK on some charter rookie mistake number one you know and of course we were out drinking all night I got to bed at 3 in the morning got up at 5 in the morning to get the JFK for a flight that was supposed to leave at six well, thirty-seven 6 a.m. which never left until 7 p.m. Oh, no. oh, boy. so I didn't get and I'm hungover it was like a nightmare Finally get to the resort. It's raining. It's midnight. It's pitch black. The power was out. You know, I'm in twelve. The room twelve thirty. I remember that. That's room. my room. That's your yes, room. Right. Used to um, be. That's you know, Upstairs, all the way near sandals. Except back then, sandals wasn't there. It, it was the the uh, the horse place where they stored the horses. Whatever oh, that's called. Yeah. A, a stable. Stables. There Stables. There we go. There you go. <laughs> no, it wasn't a cocktail lounge. A <laughs> it had to be something else. So anyhow, so I wake up the next morning, have no idea where the hell I am. I'm cursing this travel agent left and right. I open the door and all I smell is horse manure. Wow. wow. I said, uh, now I'm not happy. Okay, I'm not really happy. Um, but I proceeded to find the breakfast thing, you know, and met some people and partied on the beach. And, you know, and, and, and so, okay, I had a good time. But first trip, uh-uh. man, it was rough to get started
1: it was rough to get started but in the end it must have clicked something in your brain because you're still here 50 years did did years you come later. back the very
3: next year yeah i came okay. back in the, and and i think what it was is that at the end of the first week after yeah. you know you made all the rookie mistakes um, you get yourself dragged up on stage for the, the what that was at the time the lunchtime spin on the main stage okay. at lunchtime you know you, you do all those rookie things and but in the end, you had a—I had a great week. I mean, I had, a, I had a lot of fun. I met a whole lot of people and new people. So at that time, how many people would have been
1: here that week? do oh. You think was it full, mm. like five hundred people, or was it two hundred? Oh no, no.
3: Well, I mean, the capacity of the place was still five sixty, but. Um I mean, it didn't seem that crowded. I'm going to maybe a couple of hundred, I'm guessing. But on that first trip, I did meet two German brothers, two brothers from Germany. So I remember you had asked a question somewhere along the way if there were any international folks. And on that first trip, the two of the guys I met were these two young German guys. Wow. Cool. cool. And and we partied.
0: There have always been a lot of international people here. Mm -hmm. A lot lot of Russians, the Germans. And, Mm -hmm. of course, we have a good friend, Herman, who's not here right now, but... Herman the German has been coming forever.
3: Yep. The Brits.
0: The Brits. Juan, who's from Peru.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. One I've, I've met Australians here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I we've met, met a couple I've, from New Zealand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've sure.
0: met Australians here. I, I remember mm-hmm. one particular Australian I met. I can't remember his name, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> no. Wendy's smiling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Laverge is going to take a quick break and remind everybody that we're Carol and David. This is The Hedonism Show, and we are talking with Wendy and Charlie about the then and now of hedonism, and it's really, really amazing and interesting. But we're going to take a short break and shout out to one of our
2: sponsors. We'll be right back. So, you know, people have been asking us, what's changed after four years of doing the podcast? Well, a lot has, but to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation.
1: And it's great because promessant is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, promessant has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of.
2: Absolutely. So now they've got Promescent Delay Spray for him and Arousal Gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well.
1: Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at Ask at carolyndavid.com and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com.
2: Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All righty, we're back. This is The Hedonism Show. You know we're Carol and David, and we're going to continue our discussion about Hedo, then and now with Wendy and Charlie.
1: We are having an amazing talk. Charlie, you were telling us about when you first started coming and how many people were here. What kind of people were, I know they were crazy partiers, but what was the vibe? Why did they come here?
3: I think we were all looking for the same thing. I mean, this was in the era where we started to hear about club meds. And, and right. so the, the Club Med culture was starting, the, you know, was in the media. And, and you knew of these all-inclusive beach resorts that you could go to. And um, and I'm, I guess for whatever reason, the agents that a lot of people were using were recommending hedonism as, a, uh, as an option. And so people got here with, with the intent of having a good time. I mean, the Jamaica still had, you know, the, the vibe of, you know, a place you wanted to get weed. I mean, I remember walking down the beach in one of my, probably my first year meet some Jamaican guy who's sitting in a tree, hops out of the tree, you know. And he says, you wanna buy weed? I said, well, I don't know, what do you got? Yeah. And said, Now I'm with some guy I don't even know, I'm in some bush <laughs> next to where Sandals is now, and he's digging in the dirt, pulls out a brown paper bag of weed, and he said, "You well, you have papers." I said, "I'm in a bathing suit. How do I have papers in a bathing?" <laughs> suit? Right. And you know, so he tears a piece of the bag off. He roll a joint. You know, and uh, and of course the bag is resin soaked. So, oh, it, nice. it, I'm laying in the sand. He said, "You like it?" I said, "Well, yeah, <laughs> thinking."
2: <You know>. <laughs> what's What's very interesting about the culture of weed mm-hmm. and nudity here at hedonism and in Jamaica is that it's really not legal. Right. right, neither of them are legal. They're
1: decriminalized, but they're not legal. Not either of them. And so. the decriminalization only came just recently. Oh, there you go. So yeah. people were kind of doing this on the slide. Oh, everybody sure. Everybody turned a blind eye. Nobody ever got in trouble yeah. from it, right? Yeah. I
3: mean, you had to go up to a police, a municipal police officer, and smoke in his face right. to get in trouble. Well, I mean. we
1: see the police officers here talking to the guys on the beach, and, mm. and they're not arresting anybody. They're no. chatting. And
0: Speaking of police, once we were on the beach, and you know, the police. There are two classifications of police you can tell the the real quote-unquote police have the red stripes on the side of their pants and um i don't know four or five years ago they were walking down the beach and the policeman walks by me and um, i say hey um how much for the handcuffs and (laughs) (laughs) he was very insulted and he said ma'am we're official police business and I said, I'm so sorry, sir. I was just trying to be funny. Well, he circles back about five minutes later with his number on a little piece of paper. He <laughs> says, if you want the handcuffs, call me.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> well, there's the Marine police, too, that show up on the boats. And, you know, I, I think they just come to take a look. You know, that's my opinion. But I don't know. They must have well, every business. time you see
3: them. You're shaking your dits. Right. <laughs> well, they happen to show up amazingly. And maybe it's a schedule, I don't know, but it's lunchtime when they arrive. You know what, I've seen that as well. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And, of course, Larry opens the doors and everybody comes in and has lunch and and
2: do their official business, whatever that might be. So, Wendy, we know you have a story about the five Italians.
0: Well, that's true. Um, Larry is very good to me and he reminds me whenever I say something like, you never buy me a present, he'll say, what about the five Italian boys? We were at the hot tub, and um, I was tired, and so I said, I'm I'm just going to go back to the room, 1230, which was our room then, and uh, so I'm taking a nap, and I'm just enjoying it, and the door opens, and there's Larry, and he has these five young Italian boys. I didn't check IDs, but I'm sure they were close. (laughs) Uh,
1: But But they were all legal, of course. They were all legal, of course. Uh, they Mm -hmm.
0: They were all legal. And now, every now and then, when I say, you n- you never do anything nice for me, he always brings up the five Italian boys. I think that so was
1: a very nice
2: gift, by the way.
0: A, it was a nice <laughs> gift.
2: How, how long did the five Italian boys stay?
0: Uh, long enough for me to <laughs> shoo them out the door. So. <laughs> very. And very then nice. there was a time. Oh.
1: That's all good.
0: That Larry went back from the hot tub. The hot tub in, in, in the afternoon, like 4 o'clock, mm. everybody would be there right, you know, before have to get ready for dinner and everything and so larry says i'm just going to go back to the room and uh, i said okay i'll be i'll be there shortly so i get back to the room and there's a do not disturb sign on our door and i thought well he's probably just taking a nap and didn't want the maids to bother him and so i opened the door and i hear the shower running and there's this girl um getting dressed and i didn't know what to say but she yeah, you know, Larry didn't even know I was there, so I didn't know what to say, but she had these pretty pink high heels, and I said, nice shoes, and then I left, and I waited, <laughs> I waited for her to leave, and then Larry never even knew that I knew that she was in there, and so we're getting ready for dinner, and I pretend call my best friend, and I say, my ruby earrings are missing, and... She's not even on the phone. It's like my ruby earrings are missing. My, my, my dead husband bought those for me. They're the only piece of jewelry that he ever gave me. And I made up this whole story. And of course, for Christmas that year, I got ruby earrings. So we were all good. I got, he, he had, and I had
1: the ruby earrings. Well, what I really like here is the fact that. There's no labels on anybody here at Hedo. We don't make a lot of judgment. Uh, Wendy's sitting here telling us that she's not a swinger, yet we've just heard these stories (laughs) that kind of tell me otherwise. Well, no, here's the thing, but I don't want to label anything. (laughs) No, no,
0: a swinger, it's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is... You as a couple pick out another couple. Right. I
1: would say you're probably
0: but correct. And that is yes. why. And I don't sw- want to do that. Because I, 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 I'll I get, get it. Stick, well, stuck with some limp, dick guy, and I <laughs> don't right. want that. And that but does that's, happen. That's
2: why swinging has evolved into the lifestyle which now includes swinging oh, okay. and voyeurism and exhibitionism sure. and soft swap and full swap. And really, like Carol says, it's not about judging what you do with who. It's just ensuring that you have a great, consensual, respectful time mm-hmm. with whatever you as a person decide is good for you. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you and
1: your partner, you have yeah. decided mm-hmm. that those things are fine and that's what you do. And I, I really like that. I really mm-hmm. cherish that a lot. So there was a question we thought about, and I know everybody knows that this is an island in the middle of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and there's lots of hurricanes here. But we do hear that don't, uh, or that Jamaica does not get hit that often. Have either of you been here during a hurricane?
3: I've not been here for a hurricane, although a, a year ago, almost at this time, at the end of, I think it was the end of January, uh, last year we had a, an earthquake here.
1: Wow! Right. That's I true. Was, I kind of forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I was
3: on my. I remember I was half asleep on my lounge chair. It was right around lunchtime, and and it was a time when Herman the German was here because he was snoring next to over on the other side, and uh, so I'm on the beach and I felt my chair kind of rocking, and I just assumed it was either my friend Serena or one yeah. of the water sports guys just fooling with me and Coming rocking up behind you. So yeah, I'm like. You know, Serena, you back there? Where are, who is it? Damien's at you? Who's, and I'm looking, and there's nobody behind the damn wow. chair. Wow. And then Herman woke up and said, "Earthquake! Earthquake!" I said, "What? You, what earthquake?" And I just kind of sat there, and I said, what? so I got I got my phone and I started, you know, looking at what's going on. And sure enough, there was an earthquake.
1: Wow! wow. And was there a tsunami warning or anything like that?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, in in an attempt. You know there was one thread that was trying to keep people calm and you know just you know, get yourselves together and you know and then the security guard was flipped out so she went running down the beach saying tsunami warming tsunami warning get out of the way get out of the way, get of the way go up to the main dining room go up. so then of course anybody who was trying to be calm, calm yeah. you know lost it and yeah. there was like hysteria. and there's all these people running up and I said all right Armin, let's go <laughs> you know and off we went up up to the main dining room here cool. and, and nothing up- happened though right no no no, no. and okay. what about you Wendy
1: well,
0: I've never been here for a hurricane or, or
3: an earthquake,
0: hurricane. but Larry came here once on his own. We were on a break like um, friends, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was back home in West Virginia and we, it was a beautiful day and we had sunshine and we had a home football game there. And Larry said he saw the, on the TV, he saw his hometown, beautiful sunshine and then the hurricane comes through here and he said they had so much rain that it was lying on the on the sand okay and people accused me I mean I have powers <laughs> people accused me of starting the hurric- hurricane but <laughs> the I didn't hurricane do it Wendy. yeah he yeah. yeah. right. brought
1: in the other hurricane so Larry <laughs> was okay during hurricane oh, here yeah he yes did, no
0: he said they you know the he said actually the resort was fantastic mm-hmm. and making sure everybody was safe yeah and they congregated everybody in a particular place and now, waited it out th-
2: the cool part about jamaica mm-hmm. is that really the temperature never changes plus or minus more than five degrees it is one of the most um, stable weather places you can go on vacation we've been here at all different times of the year and it's always beautiful. Yeah, you have a little bit of wind here and a bit more rain on certain parts of the year, but it really is. I remember we went to Cabo once in January and the the evening was like it's cold. 45 it cold. degrees.
1: Yeah. We don't get that here. So what I'd like to know a little bit about is the staff. And, and Charlie just mentioned a few of the fun friends that were you thought were teasing you during the earthquake. Right. So tell us a little bit about how the staff has changed through the years and how have you f- your relationship with the first staff has thing, first changed.
2: I want to talk about Jeffrey because Jeffrey's been here about I love as Jeffrey. long <laughs> as <laughs> uh, sure Charlie's been coming. Yeah, okay, yep. you know, so Jeffrey's mm-hmm. been here 43 years now. Yeah, yeah. He's the food and beverage manager. I I love
0: Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. Yeah, Yeah, I want to have his children, but I don't think that's going to happen now. (laughs) Yeah,
2: he was telling us about all the children he doesn't know about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little story if you remember something about Jeffrey.
3: Well, uh, well, the the one funny story was, uh, and that's maybe uh, seven or eight years ago. I was having dinner with some friends and one of the other staff people, who I'll not mention this time around. <clears throat> but she was sitting there with me, and, and we're, having, we're over at Harisan having uh, sushi, and uh, so we're ordering champagne. So I said, okay, I'll buy the next bottle. So out comes the – and I didn't have my reading glasses. So you know, they, they came out, and I, I said, I want that bottle, you know, a 30 or what a 40, whatever it was, dollars worth of stuff. And then they came back, well, we're out of that one. And, and so whoever the waitress was was pointing to another bottle on the, on the list, And Serena just said, yeah, yeah, get get that one. Well, the next morning I wake up and I'm thinking, you know, I kind of know that champagne list pretty well. And and I have a feeling I bought a rather expensive bottle of champagne. Okay. So I went to the desk to check, you know, what my room tab looked like. And of course, it was the national debt. (laughs) So I I told uh, my dear friend Serena, I said, Serena, the wedding is off. (laughs) You're out of the will. You know, That's she fine. ran to Jeffrey, and Jeffrey renegotiated the price of that <laughs> bottle of champagne. So, oh, uh, that was very She kind. survived in good graces.
0: Well, you know, the other thing about uh, Mr. Johnson is he can get anything for you. You oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. when I first started coming here, I, was, I drank B&B. It was like my nighttime drink. They never even heard of it here. But by golly, three days later, we had B&B in the bar. Or whatever, whatever you want, if he can get it. He'll get it for you. And one day, I think it was just a couple of years ago, I noticed there were, unfortunately, no prunes on the uh, breakfast bar. And now, you know, if he can get me b and B, I I think he can get me (laughs) prunes. And the next, and and I'm embarrassed to say that, yeah, I have to eat three prunes in the morning. So next day there are prunes on the breakfast bar again. No, he's amazing. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, and he got us that champagne.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Now, now.
2: We're going to talk about Harry's (laughs) era Mm -hmm. a little bit later. But back in before Harry, did you have to pay for champagne? Because I know now you just order by the glass. You know, I
0: thought about that on my way up here because, you know, I I had champagne before I even got here. And it used to be champagne was a special deal. You had to ask for it and somebody had to approve it and then maybe you could have it if it were a Mm. special occasion. Mm. But now... I can attest the champagne flows, <laughs> flows. freely. Yes. Yes, yes, it has.
2: Wendy's had three glasses already yes, during I our have. show. And, and those not, are the three you saw. And, <laughs> I'm, and
0: I'm not apologizing. <laughs> here. No, no, Cheers. No,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the wine bar and all mm. the changes Harry has done mm. um, in the past eight years or so. But what are, who are some other staff members that stand out?
0: Well, we mentioned Garfield mm-hmm. for tennis and, and, and the tennis um, players before him. Uh, but you know, Anthony who does water sports, mm-hmm. Damien who takes care of my hot tub. Mm-hmm. Paulette, uh, the bar oh, made Paul, Paulette, Paulette, my God, Paulette is an institution. She's adorable.
3: And Michelle. And Michelle. She's been at the Of course I know bartenders, right? Yeah. I know I, the bartenders. I, I, I Wendy know, right. knows and well, the sports people. <laughs> okay. And
0: and Eldon. Yeah. We we all love Eldon. Yep. You know, I would take Eldon home in a heartbeat, but Bartender yeah. the
2: Piano Bar. No. And, and and how has Winston shaped this property, this resort over here? Well the you
0: know, years? before Winston we've had iconic entertainment people mm-hmm. we had ray ray yep. we had i can't remember her name she was lovely but we've had iconic entertainment people and and winston is at the top of the list
1: yay you know he's just amazing he's been here 18 years so it's right good. right i'm amazed that you can remember these people before you know mm-hmm. like this is that's a long time ago that uh, you know you're, you're thinking back and trying to rehash
0: no, those ray memories. ray 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 was a piece of work
3: was there a richard or somebody
0: She before Ray Ray? Yeah, oh yeah. She she and actually Ray Ray worked together for a little bit. Hmm. I'll think of her name. And what were the
1: shows like way 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 back? You mentioned something at the lunchtime hour. What were the shows like from the evening?
3: I remember that we actually had a hypnotist that would come in here. Oh, yeah. Well One week he did his hypnotism gig, and the next week he did his magic gig. Oh, cool. The same older Jamaican. I don't think he was a Rasta. But, I mean, and it was at a time, you know, everybody smoked up, drunked up. And sure enough, you know, there was 50 people in his trance. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Remember that guy? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. In Georgia, okay, Henry I'm still
1: in it.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Every time she comes to Hilo, she's back in her trance. Oh, that's the champagne <laughs> connection. Okay, he told <laughs> you no, to drink and champagne. The, then
1: they had fire dancers
0: uh-huh. and um, mm-hmm. and then and then Slinky.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the are um, like like a rubber band. Yeah. Like rubber band man or whatever you call it. Contortionist guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: Cool.
0: And they've always had a good band. The Roots Explosion. I don't think there's a an original member left.
1: Nope.
0: But. That evening band has always yep, they done are a great job. They are yeah.
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah,
0: And I've slept with most of the older guys, but now, of course yes. you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't sleep, but
3: yeah.
1: you got to know them. Yes. I you, got to know you got them. some, yeah. spent some good time mm-hmm. with them. How exactly. about that? Yeah. That's the best part yeah, of I it. Yeah,
3: I mean Winston. Get back to Winston for a sec. I mean he provides like the energy, the spark, you know, and he's a very good choreographer. He does, you know, all the costumes. I mean he's immensely creative individual and he dances oh, yeah. and sings mm-hmm. and oh,
1: performs yeah. And you know
0: he does Prince better than Prince he does mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin better mm-hmm. than a Franklin both of those bless their bless her hearts but he has done renditions of some of those people that just give me goosebumps so tell us about amazing. Winstina
1: then
3: well I mean for people who you know that some with some new time people who have never been here before first come first uh, timers and they say, "Well, who is she?" And I said, "Well, no, that's that's the same guy that was up there a little while ago. It's just his other other self, you know. Right. He's just was, cause, I mean he's very he does convinced. transform think, himself. He yeah, does transform. Convinced. I
0: think it was Buffalo Larry who did not know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: uh, when he took off the, the eye- wig,
1: eyelashes, and, eyelashes and, then the wig.
0: and then the wig, and we we have this friend. We have a group of friends that come here in February. Charlie and I are the only ones here right now. Polly and Susie and Buffalo Larry and Tom. And, and they're
1: only not here because of COVID. Of COVID. Yeah. Yes. yes, correct. Yeah. They'll be oh back no, next year.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we have to keep sending them updates. But, you know, <laughs> but, um, you, know they, we, you, you talked earlier about making friends here. They're lifelong friends. Oh, yeah. And we have friends who don't live very far from us who actually now are part of our family. They come to family picnics and, you know, we met them here, but they're still good friends I mean you you
2: you cried earlier when you said when you arrive at the door people welcome you home Mm. and Hedo isn't about the sex Hedo is about the people yep thank you and the relationships that are built are made over the years and built over many many years Um, Carol and I, we have a goal every time we go on a lifestyle vacation, and it's to make one new friend, Mm -hmm. a real friend, because you meet a lot of people, and you exchange stuff, and you don't stay in touch, but just to make one new friend, and we have friends now, we've been swinging for 13 years, all over the world, in Europe, um, in Hawaii. Um, and it's just and have been in our home, and mm, we've yeah, been yeah. in their oh, home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In our bed, in our <laughs> <hot> <laughs> bed. <laughs> Um and, and, and it's really about the people. We've come here m- on many occasions mm-hmm. and didn't play with anyone, but had the most amazing time with our friends. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And, and, and had great
1: sex together. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and mm-hmm. Hito says it's the world's most iconic adult playground, and yep. that's what it is.
3: It's There's no place pe-
0: like this in the world. I mean, right. we've, been, we've been to Cap Dog, mm-hmm. and that's just a crazy place. <laughs> it, it is. We've been there, too. Yeah, it's not like... It's just crazy. But this is a community. Mm -hmm. It is. That's what I would say. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, It's the Hedo family.
1: And we'll get more into the community spirit right after this. Let's just remind everybody uh, that we are Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show. And we are talking with Charlie and Wendy all about the then and now of Hedonism. Just stay tuned. We'll be right back after
2: this. And you know what, as I say every show, we're not going anywhere. We are going to talk about one of our sponsors, which is Hedonism 2. Uh, We talk about it on all our shows. It's one of our favorite places to hang naked on the beach with our friends. It is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you like. And as you know, we've mentioned it a few times, Hedo is celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. Um, So come along, join us for all the celebrations over Halloween week, October 30th to November 6th.
1: Yeah, yeah, you won't want to miss any of this sexy fun event where Hedo goes all out with their special activities, or entertainment, and this year is going to be awesome. There's going to be extra special everything this 40th anniversary. Just have to go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Hedo link to book the
2: sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. All right. You know we're Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Hedonism Show. We're broadcasting live here on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. It is a beautiful sunny day. And once we finish the show, we are going to get naked, right babe? And you're losing
1: your voice. I am losing (laughs) my voice.
2: We're having a great discussion with lifers, Hedo lifers here um, at Hedo. We're talking about Hedo then and Hedo now with Wendy and Charlie. So let's start about the latest decade. Let's start about when
1: Harry bought the resort. Things happened after he bought the resort, but before he got here eight years ago and bought the
2: resort. Let's think about those kinds of things. Yeah, the five, ten years before Harry took it over and some of the fun experiences that you had to deal with here at Hito as it was um, going downhill.
1: Kind of going downhill before Harry bought it, right? It,
2: it was going
0: downhill. Of course, I have to tell you, we didn't care. We were going to be here regardless of whether we had hot, hot water in the room or not. you know. And there was a period when you didn't know if you were going to be able to get a hot shower. Right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and the food, well, let me back up a little bit. This was owned by Super Clubs. Okay. And it was, I think, Super Clubs' cash cow. But they didn't put any money into it. And so the last two or three years, when it was kind of on the market to be sold, I believe. Charlie probably knows better than I do. Uh, they didn't they didn't do anything right we sometimes the the buffet wouldn't even have enough food to feed the The people who were here yeah Yeah. we didn't care we we were still here we were happy to be here but all of that changed when Harry took over
1: what do you remember about that era
3: Charlie pretty much what Wendy was saying I mean super clubs in that era was was in the phasing uh, phasing out so they were selling resorts left and right uh again this was their cash cow i mean it was always full and active and and going on and um but things started deteriorating when you don't put any money into the infrastructure and again the the facility is a 40-year-old facility you know, it's, and the original pipes are in here the original wiring is in here so all that infrastructure was deteriorating. And in
1: this humidity it's all about the uh, the atmosphere yep. as well you can't keep things dry, there was nope. mold forming here yep. and there, it all needed to be torn the leaky out. Leaky roofs yeah. uh, uh-huh. you know, it, it, yeah. it was
3: rough. The,
2: we were here the air conditioner didn't work and, yep. then, and then you had that the black
3: mm-hmm.
2: mist or whatever uh, on the <laughs> unit it was just... Oh, like,
3: I, I mean friends yeah. of mine would bring a half a suitcase full of Lysol spray yeah. and dis- they would you know, yeah. be spraying the rooms. and But hers. like Wendy said, they, they still care. came. I know, yeah. right? he yeah. <laughs> just kept coming back. I mean, where do you go on vacation? You bring a toolkit with you. <laughs> I mean, where do you go? Do you go to check in? Even Motel 6, you don't need a toolkit to get in the room. And people are paying hundreds of dollars exactly. a night to be here. I,
0: I actually brought my own um, shower heads.
1: <laughs> people are going to think we're crazy, because but it's absolutely true. the water just squirted out.
2: Well, yeah,
0: no, hall. I brought my own shower head, and I, you know, it was fine. And then... Luckily I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I have a lovely lovely shower yeah. in my room
3: and, and similar when they when they first redid the rooms um, they had put the wand that the, the shower yeah, had, but they, it anchored too low in, in the premium room so
0: it just sprayed your chest I'm sorry so, Larry, Charlie, too low for you too low for me okay. <laughs> you know and I'm a
3: towering five too, so you know it was too low for me, so I brought my own glue on clip right? so I could glue it up higher. <laughs> And it was
0: ridiculous. <laughs> That's the kind of thing longtime guests did. Yeah. You you did whatever you could to make m- make it happy for you, and we didn't care
3: because
0: mm-hmm. there's no place like this. That's right. why yeah. people
2: said back then, you know, this was just one step up from camping. Yeah, way yeah. way back. Yeah, then, yeah. You know, at the time, yeah. not not recently. So right? let's oh, talk. No. Let's talk about 2013 February mm-hmm. 26th when the Har- day after Harry's birthday, mm-hmm. right? Harry saved this place. It oh, was going to be torn down.
0: Absolutely. Do you guys absolutely. remember that time? Oh, oh, yeah. We were here. Yeah. Okay, we
3: let's hear We were here. I yep. we uh, was here, and uh, um, it, 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 there was – actually, people forget all the tension because at the turnover, yeah. it was a different company now and different corporate. So all the staff – you talk about long-term – all the staff was yeah. literally laid off right. yeah. and then gradually because, because
1: rehired. super – Clubs don't own it anymore, therefore they yep. were working for super clubs, therefore they lost their jobs yep. and had to be rehired by yeah. exactly. the new company. Gotcha. So people, some
3: people were actually re- interviewing for their own job mm-hmm. to come back. Mm-hmm. So there is and again, long-termers, yeah. you know, most hotels you don't have this problem. Right? You, you hire and fire staff and your guests really don't know. Right. Right. Here, you hire and fire staff and, and you're... And now the internet is around, so right. now it's On a, an online. And, and
1: everybody yeah. who loves Hedo and loves the staff
2: is yeah. out in tears and there because some, there they've been let sad go. was a couple of days.
1: Yeah. You know? so oh my God, was so lots of
2: tension.
3: Lots of tension in the air. But
2: Charlie, you must know the story because it was a chaotic two weeks as Harry was trying to buy it.
3: We're talking a, a U.S. now forming corporation trying to buy a Jamaican property. So yeah. just just in the on the surface, and Wendy's an attorney, so she would know. I mean, just on the surface, that spells complications, right. you know. And then when you go from there, you know, it can't yeah. be a smooth. It's not as smooth closing as it would be in the states. Now,
2: once Harry closed the property, he has put in millions and millions and yep. millions of dollars. He has
0: done amazing, amazingly good for this property. I mean. This is not the only place I travel to. This is not the only place Charlie travels mm-hmm. to, I know. Uh, we go, you know, I go to Monte Carlo and stay at the Monte Carlo Bay Hotel. There, it's apples and oranges. Right. right. You can't, is that right, apples yeah. and oranges? You yeah. can't compare those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is, this is, you just can't compare it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so what are two of the things you think Harry has done best over the last eight years to really change Hedo? Only two? (laughs) Okay. Wendy, you get two, and Charlie, you get two.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, he and the whole infrastructure had to be dealt with first. And those are things you don't always see.
2: Kitchen equipment, we know. Kitchen equipment,
0: uh, the the air conditioning.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard even just the the, uh, food. um, Oh, the food. The food bill. You
0: know, that's a whole separate issue. The food has been amazing. And I have to tell you, we're here as your listeners probably know during a pandemic and there aren't a lot of people here right now because of that. But the food has, if not maintained its excellence has exceeded it. Absolutely. Yes. It has been amazing. Shout out to What Chef they're Mackel. able to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and again, it's an all inclusive. So the quality of the food here is restaurant, sit down, get a tab type. Food, yeah, not an all-inclusive. So you buffet. think that was
2: one of the biggest changes? The food, I do.
3: Yeah. The infrastructure, the food. So uh, the infrastructure
2: the, being the wiring,
1: being the internet, being a water. lot the of hot water,
3: hot water, yeah, all a lot of things you things. couldn't see, right? Yeah, all that stuff. That
1: all had to
0: go into, go into it first, first budget, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, and then the, the the coffee bar and the wine bar and upgrading the Japanese restaurant and upgrading the, the uh, pastafari, uh, g- growing the grill on the nude on the Prude Beach. And building that out and which adding is, Which it.
2: is now the flame in the evening. Yeah, in the flame, flame yeah. in
3: the evening dinner uh, venue. Um,
0: There's nobody who could come here and complain about the food.
2: Oh, no, no, yeah. no, absolutely not. No, no it's just amazing. And one of the things we're not saying is Harry used to be a guest here. Yep. Right? So he knew about Hito, He came with the Fluffernutters group. And one of his main priorities was to make every guest feel equal. And it's, it's a little bit like being naked, right? There's right. no materialism. Right. And everybody, he wanted to be the same.
0: Mm-hmm. I I have a story that just came to mind. It was when Harry first took over. He was here and he had some friends with him. And Larry, who's not here for a reason, Larry, <laughs> Larry was <laughs> talking to this girl. And, you know, it was late in the afternoon and he was talking to her and... This guy comes up to me and he says you you need to tell your boyfriend to leave that woman alone he was he was he was okay he was respectful he wasn't doing anything wrong and he said the guy came up to me he said do you know who that guy is well i knew but i said no i don't know who he is he said well he's the new owner i said "Well, do you know who i am i'm a guest mm-hmm. and that's always been mm-hmm. the guests are at the top of the list right. mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Absolutely. So, and and Harry has, there's no timeshares here. There's no nope. VIP program. Everybody gets top shelf alcohol. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he Everybody does gets top shelf service. Mm-hmm. service. Um, there's no tipping allowed. Right. No because tipping. he takes care of tipping all the staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just about, come here, put your wallet away, have a great time. If you want to go to the wine bar, he has his own selection of wine. You can go there every evening at 7 o'clock. And, yep. and have a glass of wine with him mm-hmm. i think that's what you do charlie right yeah. every night
0: well charlie, not every
3: night but you know
0: charlie yeah we're leaving on friday so i'm hoping that uh tonight or tomorrow night charlie and i can share a bottle of wine yep. in the wine bar yep. nice yep. absolutely
3: yep.
1: but charlie i'd like to hear the story about your room and how you chose that room and why you insist on the same room uh, every day you told us that story well, earlier tw- tw- i'd love tw- to hear
3: it yeah 2166 uh, way back um and i've lost er- track of what era this was but i think this might have been before harry bought um Outside that room was the old uh, the, the the spa, or what used to be the the new uh, grill grill and and bar way back. Now became the spa. It was a building. Right? Yeah, it was a building, and next to the building was a shower, an outdoor shower, and and that outdoor shower was right at the window of room 2166. And nobody wanted the room because they opened the window for their oceanfront room and and you saw somebody scratching their butt in the shower. So it, was, it wasn't exactly... Or their balls. You know, yeah. It, it wasn't exactly, a, you know, an intriguing feature of the room. So nobody wanted it. And I said, oh, good, I'll take the room that nobody wants. That way I don't have to fight for the room. You know, it'll always be there. And so... So then, you know, as you, as you phase through the history, of course, you know, the, the shower comes down, that building gets reappropriated and so forth. And now everybody says, well, how'd you get that room? You got the best room? I said, because it's the room that nobody wanted in the <laughs> past. Yeah. You know, just, and nobody just a wa- reminder,
1: tell us, tell us how long you've been staying here, for how many years you've been doing that? Uh,
3: the This for is the my, 11th, my 11th my eleventh full winter here, the, my 11th four-month winter, um, but been coming here every year since 78, but, you know... I, once I retired I said why well, spend wintertime in Pennsylvania shoveling snow and I can be here not shoveling snow. And you can always see that weekend. it's
1: Charlie's room because yeah, well, he does not have a hot tub on his uh, well, balcony. Uh, the, you chose to have that not here.
3: Yeah, yeah, the the, the hotel has been very very accommodating in that um, they they know I'm here for a long period of time and I've requested I, I use the deck as a living room. So uh, I you asked have, your, the, asked you have your plants
1: there. You yep. have your lights there. You yeah, have yep. your signs for everyone who's going to come and visit you. Yep. It's really
3: home for you. Yeah man, yeah man. It's uh, it's where I live for four months.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a lot of fun. So, um, as we get to the end of the show, we want to ask you each two questions. The first okay. one is: Is there anything that you used to be here in the past that you miss now? That's not here anymore.
3: Well, one thing, and I, I just mentioned how that old, old building next to my room used to be the spa. And before that, it, it was Delroy's bar. It was the bar before they built the big bar oh, on and the, the Nude pool. Beach. Okay, I got so it. So that building between 2130 and 2166 there used to be the bar. And every night at sunset, Delroy would put on smooth jazz. I mean, Vangelis, I mean, music that I wound up buying in the gift shop. But, you know, he would put that nice, smooth jazz on during sunset, and it was just a total chill experience. And you could hear it all the way down the beach. And it was just a very, very chill experience. And uh, so I, cert- I do miss that. I do miss that. Cool. And, and what about the bar that used to be on the Prude site? Well,
0: that's one of the things that you're, Charlie's a little concerned about because they're going to take down some stuff. We've heard. You never know. Mm-hmm. But that tree and that bar is iconic. Yeah. And, and we
1: hope we hope they keep that. That was a fully functioning bar, which it's not now. It's only a oh, shell yeah. of it at oh, the moment. No. Right, but right.
3: that was the
1: bar that you guys went to all the time. That is that was, right? That was
3: Paulette's Bar. Oh,
1: that was Paulette's yeah, Bar. Yeah, okay. That was the Prude
3: Bar before Got the, you, Before the, the new, new one was, bu- all right. was built. And, uh, and that was another place where you just hung. That was my, after lunch, I would wander down there for my after lunch cocktail or two or three and have a chat with Paulette and uh, you know and just chill, and chill nice
2: nice absolutely last and final question
1: all right listen, each of you yeah you'll take your turn and tell us what you think that what advice would you have for like the next generation coming and you know they're getting younger and younger as they want to explore their sexuality and, and come to an open-minded place like this just so that they could ensure that they're gonna have the same type of experiences and memories that they'll be able to cherish for the next 30 years
0: Well, I have tried already, as I I may have mentioned. I don't remember to to get young people in the pipeline. We think that's important, and we hope that young people can come here and just just like my great niece Megan, who comes here, that they can come here and enjoy themselves, and they can swing or not swing or lifestyle or not lifestyle, and just enjoy the, the this wonderful ambience here. Yeah.
3: So Absolutely. that's what I'm
0: hoping for. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And w-
3: I've, I've met a lot of younger people here uh, over the years. And one of the things that's very refreshing, especially in the 25 to 35-year-old range, is that they, they already they're much more open to options about on everything, careers and so forth, including sexuality. And so... You know, I think they come pre-packaged to have a good time here. Right. They don't. I don't think they have, other than maybe some might have a little trouble with nudity, but by and large, I don't even see that anymore. Yeah, there they, used to be a day when it was like an invisible fence uh-huh. right. from the nude to prude and the young people would stop right at that invisible yeah. fence. Labels and judgment in yep. their world yeah. just
2: don't, don't, don't exist. You're, so, you're so absolutely I think, correct.
3: Yeah, I think the young generation is pre-wired to have a good time here. So I all they got to do is you. buy the ticket. You know, hop on the plane, make the reservation, and come on in.
1: I love
2: it. Absolutely love it. All righty. What an amazing show for Hito history, 40 years of Hedo. Um, we're looking forward to celebrating Hito's birthday um, near the end of the year in November. There's going to be a special event for that. Wendy, Charlie, thank you so much for being here. Our pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it.
2: Mm-hmm. And especially we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out.
1: And please remember to stay safe and healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, practice social distancing, and please wear a mask. And remember, when it's your turn, go and get vaccinated. Absolutely. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life
2: and live happy, healthy and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. It's time to go get naked on the beach. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe and, of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time.
3: Thank you for joining Carolyn David
2: for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at
0: 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the
2: best sex ever.